Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation and history proves it. Yet even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. Well, folks, we're paying the price for a lot of radical, liberal, progressive, extreme left-wing, euphoric, narcissistic, democratic politician landmines that have been laid for us. They're blowing up. The duping of America comes back to plague the dupers themselves. Bad decisions on so many fronts are coming home to haunt us. The political crime syndicates, extortion of an election from within and from without. Our border, where millions have illegally entered this country. Our energy independence destroyed. Our healthcare system now being run by political corporations. Our disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Our corrupt media. A media that is supporting this radical left-wing group in the duping of America and folks there being duped themselves. And now, knowingly disregarding the buildup of an invasion force that has enacted their plan leading the world into disarray. Putin and his army have entered the Ukraine with tanks, artillery, air power, missiles, and who knows what more may come. As I've taught in my career as an emergency first responder, we must be proactive and not reactive. And that's what our country is doing and has done. Folks, if it is predictable, it's preventable. 9-11 was a significant event that changed our world forever. Do you realize that in the past week, we are now in a significant event that will change the world forever? A new Cold War may have begun. And I hope we're not witnessing what our grandparents and our parents witnessed. The very beginning of another world war. World War III. I'm here to tell you, though, that Putin has lost. He could never turn back without disgrace and dishonor. If he's not acting out of insanity, he made a drastic mistake. He drove a force of 190,000 soldiers that is roughly the population of Akron, Ohio, or Mobile, Alabama, into a country the size of the state of Texas. Do you realize how minute a force that is for that landmass. He believed the Ukrainians would cave. He believed his own Russian people would celebrate him on his quest to retake the old USSR. I think he totally miscalculated. He didn't expect President Zelensky or the Ukrainian people to give the resistance they have now given. He thought he could just waltz in, take over, set up a puppet government, and potentially further invade other former USSR lands. But in this invasion, he has destroyed cities and towns. Who will rebuild? Who will pay for the rebuilding? He has entrenched the hate for Russia and the Ukrainians, who will perpetually fight for their land and vengeance for all they've lost, including the loss of loved ones. Putin can never be trusted again. He's committed war crimes. He's broken treaties. Will he feel boxed in thereby using chemical agents and forbid even nukes? Will cyber attacks become rampant 
Remember the colonial pipeline attack last May here in America on our shore? Will he strike our homeland here in America, EMPs or nukes? I hope not, but nobody can say for sure. As I mentioned last week, Ronald Reagan had it nailed. He was scoffed and ridiculed and not supported by Congress when he desired to build the Star Wars system to protect America. Donald Trump instituted Space Force. They knew where our true vulnerability is. My hope is that there is unknown systems in place to offer a shield to our nation should such strikes be attempted. Folks, we really need to ask ourselves this question. Will we be sending our sons and daughters, moms and dads, aunts and uncles, family and friends into battle on our continent or theirs? We cannot truly answer those questions with absolute resolve. We just don't know. The globe is large, but the world is small. Without a rational common sense collaboration to respect each nation's sovereignty, whether you choose to be communist or free, we'll all lose in the end. At this point in world history, we are so intertwined that without that mindset, we're headed for destruction. American complacency is coming to haunt us. The landmines of inflation, supply interruptions, trade imbalances, rising gas prices, laid by the radical left-wing progressives are blowing up. Because of the events this past week, it'll never be the same. Putin is in a no-win situation, and the world is on its edge accordingly. Did you ever say something to your spouse or someone you love, family, or friend that you wished you'd never said? Even if forgiven, can never be taken back. Putin cannot put the genie back in the bottle. Pandora's box has been opened. He has lost even if he thinks he has won. I'm here to tell you, I believe the only solution, the only hope for this to end on any kind of positive note is that Putin must be removed. Every human being has the innate desire to live. No one wants to die. We need to pray that factions inside Russia will realize that unless drastic action is taken, that they will lose too. They will lose their livelihood and even potentially their life. In my opinion, that is who can bring this to an end. And then will the lesson be learned. You know, folks, the truth is, though, we must only put our trust in God and not mankind. For that is where our hope lies in America, in this world, and eternity. What we're seeing take place in, in the Ukraine with Russia uh, actually may be the last gasp of the Soviet Union. Um, because no matter how things turn out, whether Russia is successful in defeating the Ukrainians or not, uh, ultimately, they're not going to be able to subjugate the Ukrainian people. There'll be an ongoing civil war, ongoing guerrilla war, uh, that will remain, uh, will, will keep them tied down in the Ukraine for years to come. And I think that now everyone has a pretty good idea of, you know, what Vladimir Putin's intentions are going forward as far as reconstituting uh, the Soviet Union or expanding uh, the Russian uh, state and uh, surrounding it with uh, satellite states. So I don't think 
even if he does manage to somehow subjugate uh, Ukraine, I don't think he will be able to go any further than that. I think that at this point in time, the uh, NATO countries will take the actions necessary to stop him going forward. In addition to that, I think that it's very likely that forces within Russia will go about attempting to remove Putin within the next few years. Uh, sooner maybe, rather than later, who knows. Uh, but I think that his time as the uh, uh, head of the Russian government is uh, quickly going to come to a pass uh, where he's, uh, he's going to be out and po potentially dead. Um, I think he realizes that he's pissed off a lot of people within his own country. If you'd seen pictures of him recently, when he had a meeting of upper-level Russian government officials, they were all sitting at this huge table, and Putin yeah. was at the end of the table and wouldn't allow anyone to sit within like 10 feet of him. I mean, that's how far he was away from people. And uh, that tells me that he's fearful that someone is going to try to assassinate him. Um, and so uh, I think as time goes on, casualties go up in, in the Ukraine, uh, Russian uh, dead start to go back to Russia, that you're going to have some sort of revolt um, within uh, the Russian government, within the Russian state. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, a couple of good things that are coming out of it, obviously, is everyone now wants to be part of NATO. Um, we've yep. had countries like uh, Sweden and Finland and Norway that really haven't been part of NATO. They've had some of the protections of NATO because just uh, NATO is in that region, but they've never ever, um, you know, had a, a situation where they felt that they should uh, align themselves with NATO. I think going forward, you're going to see that they um, are going to want to be part of NATO. Sweden, I think, is formally already asked. Uh, Finland um, is, I think, has asked a to, to be part of NATO as well. Uh, the last time the Russians tried to invade Finland didn't turn out very well for the Russians. Uh, however, um, you know, I, I'm sure Finland would benefit from uh, being part of NATO. And one of the other things that was kind of interesting that took place this week is the fact that Switzerland, who remained neutral throughout World War II, has come out and sided against the Russian uh, invasion of the Ukraine and frozen Russian accounts there, et cetera. So it's kind of interesting that um, you know, Nazis couldn't motivate people the way that Putin has motivated people to be against him. So um, I, I think that's probably good news in a lot of cases. Yeah. And, and Cliff, you mentioned one thing, too, that I want people to realize. Don't believe the things you hear in the media and social media, especially. Uh, let me give you an example. The ghost of Kiev about a phantom pilot that's out there doing incredible feats of shooting down um, jets. It's not real. It was gaming software that was put in and overlaid to make it look like the ghost of Kiev was out there. So don't believe these things. Don't fall for them. You have to use common sense. And another thing I want to mention too, Cliff, is what I've said before. The problem in this world today, in this country and everywhere else, what drives all of this is the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, you could follow the money in many cases, whether it be energy, banking systems. You can uncover a multitude of evil if you follow the money. Remember, money is the toxic seduction that is mixed with power and control. 
And, you know, I've even thought this Biden and his son, unfortunately, probably hope that Ukraine falls, thereby covering their sin of fraud and corruption. President Zelensky had the chance to expose them, but he didn't, laying the landmine that has now blown up on him. Had he revealed the truth about Biden, Biden would not be president, and these events probably would not have unfolded. Remember, your sins will find you out. And Cliff, you may have heard this. Uh, I've heard it a lot in my life growing up. Some people are propagating that what I've heard in my life, that there are factions of financial dominance creating this undertow of turbulence. My father always said those with world financial dominance always used war to reset economies. Talking about names like Rothschild, Rockefeller, Schwab, Kennedy, Soros, Freemasons, and more. You know, people question, are they really in the shadows? You know, I don't know, but I do know someone who does know for sure, and that's God. And I put my faith and trust in him and his plan. And in the end, they are the ones truly being duped by a force and power they cannot see. So, folks, don't be discouraged. Putin has lost. We need to pray and be concerned on what somebody who, if they're mentally unstable at this point, can do with what he has available to him. But we have to hope that there are people inside that country with common sense that should he try to do those things, they'll stop him. Yeah, so I agree with all of that. Um, and one of the things I wanted to, to raise um, this in this particular podcast was uh, to talk just real briefly about a book that I have just finished reading, which is called The President and the Freedom Fighter, Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, and their battle to save America's soul that Brian Kilmeade has uh, written. And it, it's, a, it's a really good book, really well written. Um, and one of the things that, one of the key things I think that Brian Kilmeade was trying to, uh, to make sure that Americans understood was that when the, um, when the Southern states started to secede from the union after the, the election of, uh, Abraham Lincoln as president, the, uh, everyone referred to it, you know, sort of as the war of secession, uh, and that, uh, you know, Lincoln's motivation was to go in and to try to preserve the Union. And uh, even at that time, Frederick Douglass, who was out speaking against slavery at that point in time, basically said, no, no, it's really about slavery. And Abraham Lincoln um, famously made the statement, if I could uh, preserve the Union uh, without freeing any slaves, or uh, I would do it. You know, so if I could free the slaves, and preserve the union, I'd do that. So his primary goal at the beginning of the of what we know as the Civil War was to maintain uh, the union, to bring those uh, southern states back into the United States. That was his goal as he stated it. Over the course of the war, with things that he had seen, uh, his interactions, uh, which were just a couple, not very many, with Frederick Douglass, but with some other people within the government, uh, that one were abolitionists and wanted to do away with slavery, that they, um, you know, they came to to believe that um, the war was not really had had morphed. I mean, Frederick Douglass always thought it was a war against slavery. Lincoln believed it was a war to preserve the Union to start with. By 1863, you know, three years or two two years plus into the war, 
he had determined that really truly it was about slavery but he had to like get the country to believe that and, and kind of move the country in that direction he didn't think they were ready for it at that point in time which frustrated frederick Douglass, by the way um but by uh, 1865 he was fully on board with you know it's not only morally wrong which he always believed but that it's in the best interest of the country uh, that these people are equals and that um, we should do away with slavery, not just strictly in the southern states, but everywhere in the United States. And so for Lincoln, at least, it morphed into a battle or a war against slavery. Um, and I think that is uh, that's an important point to, to uh, say, because you know, everyone takes a look at it and they have an opinion. Was it a war to, you know, preserve the union or was it for slavery? You know, I think that Lincoln changed his opinion during the course of the war as to what it was. And uh, at the end, he believed it was war against slavery. And, and that's, I believe, a very accurate statement as to what it was. And I think it's uh, interesting to, to see how they talk about it being the battle to save America's soul, because even Lincoln came to to understand that you know there were freedoms that were guaranteed in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution that had been unfulfilled until such time as the uh, passage of the abolition of slavery in the United States. So, so really, the only thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the fact that the uh, you know the war truly was over slavery. Yeah, and, and in comparison with that to what's going on today. You know, like you said, Lincoln at first would rather keep slavery to preserve the Union. And his intentions to him were on the right path. But as he got more into the conflict and looked at what was really going on in this nation, he realized, yeah, we've got to stop slavery. And and I know this is a far-fetched stretch, I mean, from what you're saying, but mentally speaking, when Putin goes into this country with his intention, thinking he's going to be self-actualizing himself into eternity as this great one that reestablishes the great Soviet Union. Now, the people around him are seeing that, no, this may have sounded good at first, but this isn't what reality is. It's not going to be this way. And hopefully those are the people we're praying for that will change their mind just like Lincoln changed his mind about the atrocities of slavery. Maybe some people within Russia now will see these atrocities and have a heartfelt change. That was, uh, that's a distinct possibility that we will have a, uh, a change of heart uh, within the people of Russia and that, uh, and, and that this will come to an end uh, in a way that is beneficial to everyone. Now, we'll just have to wait and see. We're not quite sure how that's all going to turn out. Nobody knows and nobody can tell you because nobody knows what's in Putin's mind. God knows he's in control. You know, one of the other things I wanted to say is that we had a State of the Union address that occurred last night. And if you listen to any of it at all, you would think, uh, and if you just read a transcript of it without actually knowing who delivered it, you would have thought that uh, President Trump was uh, speaking because uh, the the things that... Uh, uh, Biden said we're basically Trump agenda things. We're going to secure the border and, and fix immigration. You know, that's the first time he's ever said we're going to secure the border uh, and fix immigration. He's always said about fixing immigration, but he's never talked about securing the border. In fact, he's the reason why the border isn't secure. Um, he said things like, uh, 
you know, we're not going to defund the police. We're going to fund the police. Well, gee, that's kind of contrary to, you know, his own vice president's attitude towards defunding the police uh, and uh, his, uh, you know, going along with uh, a number of the things that, uh, uh, you know, that, that some of these liberal progressives have put out there as far as, you know, reducing the size of police forces, taking money away from them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it is kind of interesting to know that uh, he's trying to make that shift, at least on a, on a verbal way, um, and to talk about the uh, things that Trump was for as a means of, um, you know, attempting to increase his poll numbers, number one, and and number two, to uh, uh, to forestall some of the uh, really bad stuff that's probably going to occur in the next election, as far as his party's concerned. Uh, I think at this point in time, though, the American public is, you know, smart enough to figure out what's going on and not going to believe any of the stuff that he says, um, because certainly his actions have spoken in a much different direction than his words did last night. Yeah, it was really hard to watch because of hypocrisy. And um, I just kind of grit my teeth through a lot of it. But the sad fact is that his party, including him and the national media, when they tell you something, you probably can count on it being the opposite of what they're telling you. So that's why I say you need to approach things with common sense. You need to look at what's being said, what's being shown, and don't swallow it hook, line, and sinker. You need to meditate upon it, think about it, do research, wait a few days or maybe a month for things to air itself out. But most of the time, they're not really telling you the truth. And it's about those votes because what do those votes do for them? Money, power, and control. And Cliff and I are preparing the American Resolution in a book form that will lay out the hard things that need to be done to turn this country around. And it's going to take some people with some real gusto to make things happen, like repealing the 17th Amendment, term limits, balancing the budget. There's some things that can really be done to turn this country around. And I'm an optimist. I know we talk about a lot of negative things, but I think there is hope. I place my salvation and my hope in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But I also know that he gave us this Judeo-Christian nation to be a blessing to the world. We are that city on a hill, that light for others to see. And folks, I think God will still bless America if we turn our heart back to him. So that's why I say there's hope. Look at the American truck convoy. You know, I'm thinking, has complacent America finally awakened from their woke? to see people standing on bridges and miles of trucks going by tooting their horns. I saw one uh, a video from Marshfield, Missouri yesterday, and it just, just emboldened my heart to the hope for America that people are waking up. But I stress this most important of all, there is hope if we put our faith and trust in God. What should we do? What should Christians do? We need to pray for God's divine intervention. That's what we need to do. Pray that God will confound and discourage evil. Even those troops that have invaded Ukraine. Pray that God will change their heart. Change hearts of those in Russia. Pray that God will rise up individuals in Russia to be awakened to the destruction they're bringing to themselves. And will take the needed action to stop it. Pray for citizens in the country of Ukraine. 
Pray for President Zelensky and his people. Pray that God will rise up leaders to return this great nation to the Judeo-Christian nation it was born to be. Get on your knees and pray to God. Pray for his will on earth as it is in heaven. We can't change God, but we can sure invite others to join in on his plan. Christians, follow his command. When he was questioned, he said, love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. For this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Christians, you need to be salt and light. Christians, be fishers of men. America, will you pray? We need your help and support. Please share this podcast with as many Americans as you can. Subscribe to it. It's free. The only thing a subscription does is give you the weekly pings to when our podcast has been uploaded. We need to pray in America. Ronald Reagan said it so well. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. We need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalist, spreading the word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Tokar, reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalist still support and believe in God, America, and freedom. <laughs>